This is Father Kevin Hale with a homily for the Mass of the Lord's Supper, Monday Thursday. The night before Jesus was put to death and just before he was betrayed, he gathered with his twelve apostles in the upper room. It was a farewell meal that was in the context of the Jewish Passover supper in which each year the Jews, God's chosen people, would recall in sacred ritual the passing over of the destroying angel in which Israel was delivered from their enslavement to the Egyptians. Jesus had celebrated this Passover meal every year, but this time it had special characteristics. It was to have a special significance, so Jesus turned to his favourite disciples, Peter and John, who made all the preparations with the greatest care. They took a lamb to the temple and made a sacrifice of it. They returned to the house where the meal was to take place and roasted it. They prepared water for the ablutions, bitter herbs to represent the bitterness of slavery. The unleavened bread was in memory of their ancestors who had to interrupt their baking in the sudden flight from Egypt. This, together with the wine and the special utensils that were kept apart and used only on that occasion each year, they took every care so that everything would be just right. These preparations may remind you, as they remind me, of the way we prepare for Mass this evening, and as we should for every Mass. As the sun sets... Jesus recites the Psalms, those Psalms that we still pray in the Mass today, but with a special poignancy, because on this occasion there were going to be some unusual departures in the ritual of the Passover meal. Firstly, he goes out of his way to show love and affection, so that as St John notes in his Gospel, he loved them to the end, and so he begins to wash their feet. Saint Pope John Paul VI, preaching on this day in 1975, said, Christ himself wished to give that gathering such a fullness or significance, so rich in memories, seen of such moving words and sentiments, such new actions and precepts, that we will never tire of meditating on them and exploring them. It was, you might say, a testimonial dinner, he goes on. It was an affectionate and yet sombre occasion, a time mysteriously revealing divine promises and far-reaching visions. On top of that was the sad presentiment of death with unprecedented moments of treason, of abandonment, of immolation. The conversation dies away while Jesus' words flow continuously in his gentle and winning voice, though there is an unwanted attention in his grave allusion to profound revelations, the matter of which hovers between life and death. Towards the end of the supper, the mood of our Lord changes and becomes very sombre and serious. It is the moment he is to institute his body and blood as the sacrifice of the new covenant, the covenant that was to be sealed not with the blood of an animal, but with the blood of the Son of God. There in that upper room, Jesus anticipates sacramentally what is going to happen on the hill of Calvary, the offering 
and the immolation of himself, body and blood, to the Father. He himself is going to be the sacrificial lamb who inaugurates the new and definitive covenant between God and man. The sacrifice that redeems everyone from the slavery of sin and eternal death. And this would happen at three o'clock in the afternoon of tomorrow. At the very same hour as the paschal lambs were being sacrificed in the temple. So the context of the mass on this evening is clear. We commemorate and make present again the institution of the Blessed Eucharist, whereby Christ remains with us, really and truly present until the end of time, and the institution of the priesthood of the new covenant. Since this time last year, when I stood in the church preaching to a deserted space at the same time, since then the one focus that we've all shared is the presence of Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. Even in those months when the church was locked, it was the tabernacle that remained the focal point of all of the life and prayer of the parish. Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament, who continues and continued then to be present, and whose heart continues to beat with divine charity for all who are suffering in our pain and sickness, in our isolation and shielding, in our fear and anxiety. This Holy Thursday, we have to ask ourselves, have we perhaps not taken this gift and mystery sometimes for granted? During those times when we were excluded from the Mass, did our Eucharistic hunger increase? Do we now see more clearly the enormous wonder of this, the mystery of our faith? I want to end these thoughts by thinking about all those bishops and priests throughout the church who struggled throughout this last year also to keep the faith of people alive and who often had to put themselves in mortal danger on the front line by their ministering to the sick and the dying. We commend them all to the love of the heart of Jesus. And may the woman of the Eucharist obtain for us at this moment in time a profound increase in the divine charity of the sacred heart of her son Jesus. Let us pray. O God, who have called us to participate in this most sacred supper, in which your only begotten Son, when about to hand himself over to death, entrusted to the church a sacrifice new for all eternity, the banquet of his love, grant, we pray, that we may draw from so great a mystery the fullness of charity and life, through Christ our Lord. Amen.